You're listening to Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. In this episode, we finally talk about the 2003 series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles produced by 4Kids Television and Mirage Studios. It's one of our personal favorites, and we could not wait to get started. We cover a lot in this episode, so buckle up, let's go. Welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I am your host, Sergio. I'm here with your host, Jeff. Hello. And the, 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 the day has come. Oh, sweet God, finally. We're finally talking about 2K3. Oh, yes. Uh, it, would it be safe to say, Jeff, that this is your favorite version of the Ninja Turtles? Or is that overstating it? I do love the 87 series like the blasphemy the pilots the pilot <laughs> episodes they're, they're very, the first five, five, five yeah first five. very very near and dear uh to my heart but as far as i would say the gold standard for reboots because there's a lot of them uh-huh this is number one. Oh, without a doubt number one with a bullet absolutely yeah. yeah uh it's what's what's so crazy is not only is it the way to do a reboot. It's literally a reboot that is more turtles than the original TV show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more accurate mm. than the first time we had a TV show, which is the weirdest thing to say. Yeah. Cause that was very common. That was the, the corporate machine back in the day here. Mm-hmm. Here's some money, go make some stuff. And you know, we're going to make toys to tie in with it. And, yeah, of course. But that wasn't always the case. What we're covering today are the first 12 episodes of the 2K3 cartoon. Uh, it's called 2K3 because it debuted when? In 2003. Look at that. Uh, it is the first time we've talked about a TV show from what we're calling Phase 2. Mm-hmm. Let's redefine the phases real quick. Phase 1 is everything before the Eastman buyout. Mm-hmm. Phase 2 is everything after the Eastman buyout and before the Nickelodeon buyout. So this is that weird period where it was just Peter Laird's pet project yeah. for like a decade. We got a lot of very quality stuff during that during during that period. We got a brand new Tales uh, series. We got a brand new. We got Volume Four. We got this TV show. We got uh, TMNT the movie. New toys. New toys. Like it was a complete refresh of of the series, uh, and it was done in inspired by. The original Mirage comic book. Yeah. And because of that, Peter Laird being very, I'm going to say, I guess, proud or just he's really wanted to put that comic book on screen. Mm -hmm. A lot of the episodes in this 12 episode run that we're going to talk about are inspired by, if not directly based on, comics in the original Mirage run. Because he was very heavily involved with, I think, all of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, all of the series. Yeah, he was he was involved in in, in all of it, uh, even even in the later years when it got weird. So so how we're going to do this is we have notes or I have notes on every single episode in the ser- the se- the not the season in the run that we're going to cover, and then I have just notes uh, about this the, the series itself, stuff that I, I hit hit my mind while I was watching. Let's hit some of those. Okay. Some of the, the overall notes because. 
I don't want to wait till the end. And jumble it up. Yeah. So uh, the first thing, you know, I've watched a lot of the the newer the Nick show uh, in the past five years. I've even been watching the uh, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And going back and watching this, the first time you turn it on, it does look old. And not just because of the 4x6, or I'm sorry, 4x3. It just looks old compared to the stuff that's newer. And it has to. It, you know, it is actually older. But it still has that charm. But it does. It's it. The more I watched it, the like the more stunning it looks. The action, yeah. just the choreography, all of that. The turtles are very beefy. There's there's not like a slender build. Like they're they look like tanks. Yeah, they're so big, and I don't don't remember them being that big. They look like brick houses. Well, this is not the Michael Bay. Oh no! Oh no! No turtles! No. Like, no, they still look a little lean, but like they're they're not puffy, like the uh, European vacation season. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nothing puffy. Like it's just yeah. they were beefier than I remember them. My next note uh, is dark earthy colors. The series, it's 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 easy to say the series has a darker tone, mm-hmm. but it literally has darker colors because it takes place at night. It the whole the whole show takes place at night. Yeah. You know when turtles can actually hide. Yeah, they're they're in Alaska for you know however many. Yeah, yeah. There's no daylight. Yeah, but the the colors even when they're underground, it's still dark earthy colors. Mm-hmm. And 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 just and like look at the shadows. Like yeah. there's shadows everywhere. It just it it has a very distinct feel to it. A feel that is very different from the original cartoon, mm-hmm. very different from the comics, very different from any other version of it. It's just very, I don't even know how to describe it. Earthy? Earthy. It's just very earthy. Yeah. You know? Uh, all four of the turtles have different skin tones. Yeah. Which, that's the first time that's happened, I believe, in a cartoon. In a cartoon. Yes. But they actually had the... the uh the comic style, this episode style, the, the series style, um, coloring in Turtles in Time when you select comic mode. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait. That is, but what? that makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't. But it's there. And it's actually the same colors that they had in their first the toys? action figures. Yep. The first action figures were, all the turtles were different colors. And it, it was weird because that's not how they were in the TV show or the movie or anything. Mm-hmm. Just in the action figures. And then somehow those color, those exact color <laughs> configurations popped up in the, both the game under comic mode, which doesn't make sense. And I guess it's an homage to the, the toys. I guess. I don't, or, or just a better, it, like, it makes playmates. sense. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. So. So, th- th- like, that was kind of cool. That was... I really like the pacing. They're in no hurry to tell any singular story Mm-mm. outside of, like, the one-offs that we'll get to when we go over the ap- actual episodes. Like, the origin that originally happened in, like, the first episode, or the first comic, was stretched out into two or three different episodes in two different parts of the, f- the first season. They're in no hurry to get to anything, which is great. Yeah. They obviously had a very long... They were greenlit for a whole season, and they were going to use every inch of it. Oh, yeah. What, 26 episodes? Yeah, it was 26 episodes yeah. in the first season. It's beefy. Yeah. Just like the Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the super deluxe beefy pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there were several episodes where there was basically a stinger. 
Like you would have th- what happened in the episode, and the very five last five ten, ten or five or ten seconds was like the guardians show up. It's like who is this shadowy figure? Yeah, I. What's going on? And then boom, episode's over. You got to wait till next week. Yeah, like they didn't do any of that in the original show. Mm-mm. Wasn't even hinted that there was going to be a next week in the original show. Mm-mm. So because they were formulaic, it was like, oh, these can be aired in reruns. Mm-hmm. And with this, it's it's pretty much episodic all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, you know, the old ones being on purpose, being not having connections outside of like you know season one, season two, yeah, for the first half, um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. It's as as I watched through the season, I was. I already respected the show, but seeing the pacing and the structure and here's a little bit of shredder. You know who that guy is, but we don't yeah. need him yet. Yeah. We'll have a lot to do with him later. Let's just dabble. Yeah. And in the 12 episodes, we only got one real battle with the shredder. One. Mm-hmm. How many battles did we have in the original first 12 episodes? <sighs> A lot. It was every episode. Yeah. It's like, I'll get you, turtles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, pacing. I really like the pacing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, April O'Neil. Why is she always wearing a cutoff? I don't know. I mean, at least it's not an orange or yellow jumpsuit. I, I know waist somewhere. And it, 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 I kind of like. The, I, I I have to admit, I do like the yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, the yellow jumpsuit's cool. Yeah, but it's really weird that she's always showing her midriff. That's weird to attract um, budding teens. Maybe like what? there's more than six inches of skin between her top and her bottom. Like. That's weird for a kid show to me. That really is. It, 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 and it never occurred to me, and maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm just getting old and like, oh, put your belly button away. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I noticed weird, it. Yeah, it, it was a weird design choice, to be sure. Yes. However, I have no problems with the April O'Neil how, of how she's portrayed oh, yeah, on screen. No, it's just fantastic. All yeah. Around. Uh, let's see. The music is dope. It is. <laughs> oh my god! I like, did not n- remember how good the music was. Rock with just that right little bit of hip hop, mm-hmm. like because like it's sprinkled just, in. It, it's 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 very nice. Yeah, and there's a lot of situational music mm-hmm. that is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one episode, the Garbage Man, when they're trying to lure the Garbage Man out. Mm-hmm. There's a bluesy like. Montage like boom, oh, yeah, because they're trying to yeah, they're trying to look for him. Have yeah, oh, that was and I was like, where'd this music come from? It's very strange. It's the only time it was used all season, but it was so good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That my note, my note is like dope, all caps, yeah. exclamation point. Um, Michelangelo. He's less funny, more goofy. Yeah. That's if if I were to levy a complaint to the show is it's probably not as funny as I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. There are some attempts at humor that just aren't funny. Mm-hmm. More just like, hey, let's get kids to watch this funny. 
I agree 100%. Yeah. I mean, especially since Mikey's my favorite character, mm-hmm. or favorite turtle. Um, it's it's very much the, oh, he's the goofy guy. Mm-hmm. Let's just lean on that as hard as we can. Yeah. yeah. Instead of him being the youngest. I think he's he is the I, youngest. I think canon, he's the youngest, yes. Yeah. Because um, at first, uh, 2012, Mikey got on my nerves, but then I just immediately, oh, wait, no, I love this. You yeah, know? yeah. Because like, it's the family dynamic. If, if anything, I like that 2K3 was kind of an evolution of the Turtles as a whole, mm-hmm. in that in the original cartoon, all of the Turtles were, were, were funny. Yeah. In this one, they tried to localize the funny to Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it worked that well, but they... So-so. Like, that was where they tried to keep that part of the, you know, the mm-hmm. story. Ever since then, everything Nickelodeon has done has leaned very heavily on Michelangelo brings the funny. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the even in the trash movies that, that, that uh, Michael Bay did, Michelangelo's the funny one, and he's actually funny. You know, the, in Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. Michelangelo is the funny one. On point. You know? And if any, like, if if we can blame that on 2K3, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah. You yeah. know, because we don't need, old, you know, Leonardo try, actively trying to be the funny one. He can be funny. Yeah. But we don't need him cracking jokes. There are there are times when they all just kind of do some funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's very few and far between. Yeah, so. Evolution. Uh, let's see. The battle scenes are surprisingly cinematic. Yeah. There's some dynamic camera angles. There's there's a lot of, like, a lot of establishing shots of this is about to go down, especially in the Shredder fight. Yeah, and they're, like, some of the scenes, like, cut, like, to where they're, they're stylized, like, comic panels. Yes. And and if if you watch closely, like it'll even cut to um, like you, the the show is four by three, as we said. But during action sequences, it will cut down to sixteen by nine. Like it'll go to widescreen, which is cool. Yeah, like a lot of time was put in to doing the choreography for the fights. Yeah, like it's see, I don't know if I liked the choreography of the fights. And maybe that's just because the turtles seem more wooden. Maybe so. Yeah, they they they. But again, it's because they're old. Yeah. Like the the CG series does have more dynamic like movement. Yeah, they're a bit more fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's miles better than what was in the eighties. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my next note is narrative, narrative, narrative. Every episode is leading towards something. Yeah, very episodic. Yeah, it's it. Every episode builds on top of each other. You know, like darkness on the edge of town happens, and then the end of that rolls directly into whatever the next episode is. You know, it. Outside of like Nano and the Garbage Man, there's no, and even there's elements in Nano that you need to know to understand what happened. Like you have to watch them all. Yeah, they're not filler. There are no filler episodes. Yeah. It's not like, you know, being a high-speed chase in, you know, in, in New York. <laughs> right. For no reason. No reason whatsoever. I, exactly. There's yeah. no filler. There's 
and as I said, like the nano episode is basically standalone, but there's still stuff in it mm-hmm. that you have to know. Like I think that's the one where they find the the doorway mm-hmm. that they use to get to the. Like, yeah, so cool, it's so weird. And the thing is, is where'd it come from? We have no idea. Yeah, it's just there, and it's powered by crystals. It's what upgraded. So obviously, they're going to explain that at some point. Are they in a hurry to do so? Nope. Nope. Took a We're while. Twelve episodes in, and there's absolutely no explanation. But they're using that door. Mm-hmm. It's it's so it's so cool. The pacing is so good. Uh, it is. This is absolutely not a mutant of the week TV show. It is not. It could not be farther from that. Mm-hmm. It was made to do. To be one thing, to be a series and not, you know, sell toys, even though they had a crap ton of toys. Mm -hmm. It didn't occur to me until like halfway through the season that this wasn't, how many characters did we have? Like the characters were being reused. Hun is in several episodes. Shredder's in several episodes. Casey. Casey, like. Baxter. All of these are standard characters. They're ones that they're going to use for years. There, There wasn't, you know, it's like, oh, let's introduce... Random Muck purple, Man. purple dragon number yeah. twelve. And, oh, <laughs> purple hey, dragon yeah. number twelve. Well, he's gone. Uh, speaking of April, she's only in like four episodes of this twelve. Yeah, yeah, which seems weird, but there wasn't really a reason for for her to be in more than that. Mm-mm. Like she's not a sidekick. No, you know they aren't always saving this April. She Which was nice. She was there when narratively necessary. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I'm sure everyone caught this. It's it's not really a secret, but in the v- very first episode, which I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into the episodes. Yeah. Unless you have any other No. Okay, cool. Let's jump into episode 1. I think it's called Things Change. Very aptly named. Yes. Yes. Uh, the turtles, their their lair gets destroyed by Mausers, and they have to move. Uh, you, they find out, you know, they find out that it was the Mausers, and blah 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 blah. We meet all the turtles. There's some good stuff in that first episode. Mm-hmm. There's a really good Splinter's old gag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when he's trying to use the the shell cell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they revisit that later. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's It contains like half of the elements of uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't even say a half. Probably a third. And then another third is in episode two. And then another third is in like episode seven or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get our first glance at the police. Or you mean the only two cops in town? Yeah, yes. The only two cops... In New York City. Happened to look exactly like whom? Eastman and later. Yes. Jerry Curl and all. Yeah. Like, even, like, the first time I watched this, I was like, that, they look look familiar. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's just. Not their voices. No. They could let them do a quick voice. Yeah, Eastman wasn't going to do anything for this show. Yeah. In the first episode, we get what turns into the battle shell, which is an armored car that 
was the purple dragons. That they stole. Yes. So it is still Grand Theft Auto. We've gone over this. Yeah. The turtles just steal vehicles or, all willy-nilly. Green Theft Auto? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yay. Yeah, the turtles just steal play that. steal cars. Like, yeah. How do you know how to drive? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, Video games. They, they steal the truck. But they're stealing from the bad guys, so it's okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Then, of course, they take it to their lair, and, and later on, they basically give it a chop shop job, turn it into the battle shell. It's just, it's very weird. Like, they never find broken down old trucks. They find stuff that's working, and they change it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know why. I'm, I guess as an adult who owns cars and knows how licenses work and you know car tags, it just it baffles the crap out of me that. They just fall into vehicles. Video games. <laughs> they steal them. It's, They're um, bored. So. They've got to have video game like racing sims and all the pedals and everything. Oh, I'm not. Wor- I'm not really worried about them being able to drive. It did bother me when when Raphael just automatically knew how to ride a motorcycle. It's, come on, like that takes some real practice. Mm-hmm. But kids show, I should not be that worried about it. Yeah. Let's go to episode two. This is where we meet April. Uh, we also meet Baxter. Who is an African American? Yes, just like in the original comic book. Not and a weird white guy with a mullet. That's right. Yay! And he is a really good design. Like because there's always time for accuracy. There, yes, always. He has a really good like design. Like he looks, like he looks the part, which oh, is yeah. crazy to say. It's he's a drawing, but he looks intelligent. Mm-hmm. He looks menacing but also welcoming like he looks like someone who can trick you oh yeah yeah so uh, kudos on the character design there and i really love that they don't waste any time mutilating him we'll get to that yeah uh episode two is a loose adaptation of number two uh april is working for baxter finds out that he's actually trying to steal Everything. Everything using the Mausers. Uh, and when she finds out that he's a bad guy, he tries to kill her. She escapes. Boom. Meets the turtles. And history is made. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's a a very... It's a good adaptation of number two. It's, it's a, a, a beautiful... Like, they put all these elements, like, in the melting pot. And it just flows so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And speaking of flowing incredibly well... Episode three, this is where we get more April and the turtles, you know, communicating, learning each other. And this is where we get finally get the mutation backstory. Mm-hmm. It took three episodes to find out, oh, yeah, we were once four baby turtles. Yeah. You know. And a rat. Yeah, which is which is cool because, you know, they, they went with uh, they went with, of course, the the comic origins, mm-hmm. which is the turtles were turtles. Splinter was a rat that belonged to Hamato Yoshi. Yoshi. Um, and they did the silly thing in this one where they have the rat doing ninjutsu in a cage. I'm going to have to just get over it. Yeah. It's stupid, <laughs> but I'll get over it. Rats aren't bipedal ninjutsu practicing things. Well, not, it's not a thing. Not with that attitude. But it's fine. <laughs> I've gotten over it. Okay. We, <laughs> we find out. Mm, excuse me. 
uh, we find out that Chet is. Did do, do we? Did you know? No. Did they say his name in He's the actual back. show? Chet is back. He's back. He's back with the vengeance. Chet is the name of the kid who had the bowl of turtles that got dropped into the sewer. Oh snap! Yeah, I don't think they mentioned his name in the actual show. I think he was in the credits, but the internet has confirmed that his he is Chet. Wow. Yes. Chet is the man. Yeah. Uh, we meet Hun in that episode as well. Hun is a great character. He really is. And they leveraged it so well throughout the series. Mm-hmm. I, like, at first I was like, who's this big guy? Well, whatever. We f- we learn later on in the season, actually in episode four, Hun is who burned down Casey's dad's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hun is who Splinter attacked mm-hmm. and scratched his face uh, when Hamato Yoshi was murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, Hunt is kind of integral to the history of the Turtles. Yeah. That he When he burned down his, his Casey's uh, dad's business, though, he was a lot younger, though. Oh, so, yes, yes. So, like, Casey has a long history mm-hmm. with him, which is fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything for later episodes. Hun's character in the IDW series... Mwah. Oh. Just freaking ah uh, yes! Like it is amazing what they do with Hun. Okay, in the IDW series, okay. like it was. W- there are some reveals that when you, when you hit them, I put I put the comic down and said, "Nuh-uh, yeah." There's no effing way he, they just did this. He, it's so oh, it's so good. Yeah. So so I'm glad that they made Hun. So glad they made Hun. Oh yeah, he's he's basically Tatsu. Yes, like on steroids. On steroids, like all the steroids. And there's and it and it's not a silly mutation. It's it's mm-hmm. not. There's no bebop and rocksteady. Mm-hmm. It's just serious foot henchmen. This guy could literally kill you with his pinky. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, number four. It's where we meet Casey Jones, mm-hmm. uh, and it is another direct adaptation of uh, a comic book. It's the Raphael one-shot mm-hmm. uh, that we've talked about on this show before. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. It is it is a much... Like, that's a very short comic. They stretched it out. Yeah. Uh, but it, it plays out basically the same as it did in the comic book and the movie. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, they're both buddies and they want to beat up foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Or they be- want to beat up purple dragons. Yeah. Um. In this episode, we also get to see the battle shell and the shell cycle. I do love those vehicles. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> because the fact that both of those vehicles exist is just silly. Turtles having vehicles is silly. It's not as silly as ripping off the side of a van to turn it into a turtle van. He had a blowtorch this time. Again, we're just gonna we're just gonna walk right by that. Just ignore the fact that... We're driving right by it. Turtles drive... We're going to drive right by it. It's silly. High three. High three. Let's <laughs> let's talk about number f- episode five. One of my favorite in this run. Actually, probably one of my favorite in the entire series. Ooh. Is Nano. Yeah. And the reason it's one of my favorite is because it is one of the most tragic. It really is. Okay. They literally bring life into the world. <laughs> With nanobots. And then by the end of it, they kill it 
because he was trying to find a father. It's horrible. It is. A, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like way darker than any other episode in this run. Ooh. Way darker. I don't know. That weird one with Baxter later on. Oh, it? yeah. That one's rough, too. That, yeah. Yes. But this one is. It's a child who has found a father. He's imprinted on a thief. And the thief is like, you're going to help me steal stuff. Yeah. And, and, like, I don't know who they had doing the voice of that thief guy. I think it was the same guy that did the voice of Casey. I don't know. It sounds it's very fantastic. similar. Yeah. Very New York. Very down and out. Oh, if I could just if I could just catch one break. It's like, yeah, catch a break. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you, you caught a child. You have to be dad now. Yeah. And and the way they they implemented the the masks from from uh, second time around. It's was just, it second time around that he broke into? Or yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because because that's like that was the whole onus of Casey coming and meeting April was they were going to patrol around second time around because the thief that had Nano was stealing everybody's stuff. Oh. Yeah, and so he broke in, got the masks, and he was then able to show his emotion. Using the masks, brilliant. It was really well done. Brilliant. Yeah. And it's it's just it's just a tragedy. It's just a tragedy up and down. And the only reason he died is because his dad couldn't. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're gonna move on. It's okay, I, it's okay, it's okay. Just I look. love that episode. Yeah. So good. Uh, let's see. That's also the first time we see second time around. Yeah. Which we know that is a staple of Ninstral stuff. Mm-hmm. Episode six. Uh, this one I believe was called the dark darkness, dark side of town, dark the darkness on the edge of town. Yes. Yes. Um, this is the one where we see the sword of Tengu. Tengu. Oh. Ten, ten, Tengu. 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 Yeah. Um, ten, yeah. Shredder, who we have barely seen s- thus far is pulling some sort of body out of the bay, which fans of the series know that it's the husk of an Utrum, mm-hmm. like an Utrum, you know, exoskeleton, exoskeleton mm-hmm. husk. I don't know if that's yeah. right. No. Yeah. It's, it's a husk. The husk. Um, the, <laughs> we, this, but the, we didn't know that at the time. We didn't know it at the time. No, like, what is that? Retro, in, like, hindsight, brilliant. Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, like... Just knowing, oh, that's that's what he pulled out. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Uh, we get to see the turtles riding extreme sports yeah. bikes and stuff. Yeah. So Mikey was, well, he was on a skateboard. Raph was uh, rollerblading. Donatello was on a bicycle. And then my favorite, Leonardo was on a Razor scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Very 90s in the 2000s. <laughs> You can still buy Razor scooters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're only like 15 bucks too. They're cheap now. Yeah, wow. Um, Break in half, too. I think they picked the exact right, like, extreme combination. combination. Yeah. Like, Mikey having a skateboard is perfect. Yeah, you, you're never going to get rid of that. Donatello having a bicycle is just corny enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at me, guys. Freaking, freaking. Yeah. Leonardo... Not being cool enough to pull off any of the other three. No. Having a scooter is perfect. Yeah. And then just Raph having skates makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was cute. Way, makes way more sense 
than a battle shell. Moving on. Ah, I disagree, but... <laughs> uh, let's... Why do you hate vans? I, I hate the idea of the turtles stumbling upon a vehicle, knowing what it is and how to use it, and then having someone who understands an internal combustion engine... Don has the internet. And they never get pulled over by cops, despite having a stolen vehicle. Because there's only two cops in town. <laughs> a stolen vehicle <laughs> that they had to get a tag for? Sorry. Sorry. It's, it, it, it logically doesn't make sense Wind in my brain. Down. Down. Well, logically, four like, teenage turtles learning And they're 15! Does it, you know, make sense either? I know. But here we are. Uh, you, you're... You, you're not wrong. <laughs> like crushing my lot more my yeah. You're crushing my logic, but it's again, what I, it's what I do. I just I'm gonna move past it, okay? Because I have to, and I'm going to assume that April does all of their paperwork. Yes, that's what it is. April goes and, and gets their tags. Also files their taxes. That yes, <laughs> for their non jobs that they have. Right. Moving on. Last thing I want to say about the sword of Tingu. It can only be handled if you're wearing a glove. The power glove. Okay, which is it's like it's so powerful you have to have a glove. Like, whatever. The glove is a five-finger glove. But somehow Donatello wears it. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. Revenge. Revenge. Maybe there are gizmos on the inside to where you can, like, you know, it's yeah, like, okay. yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> just like how, you know, Thanos' gauntlet, you know, the toy where it has all the individual things where you can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's how that works. Or maybe Donatello has the power to bifurcate his fingers. That is creepy. Episode 7. Baxter already has his eye patch. <laughs> so. Let's, let's touch on that. Okay. Like. How menacing, before you even see Shredder, how menacing he is. Like, do not, like, I will not tolerate failure. That first purple dragon dude is dead. Yes. Or mangled. I don't, yes. I don't think you ever see him show up again. Yeah, th- there's, a, there's a couple of times where Shredder f- learns of bad news, and then they show the person who gave him the bad news is going to have a bad time. Yeah. And we never see them again, or we just assume we never see them again. Baxter, we only saw one time with two eyes. That's it. It's like, hey, buddy. I'm just sitting there scratching his eye. I'm like, yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? Failure hurts, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Get a mouth off again. And take, that, take that ear next. Yeah. Baxter and his ever-evolving state of being. The de-evolution yes. of Baxter's <laughs> dog evolving of, yes. That is such a fascinating... What's going to happen next? They can't possibly mangle him anymore. But somehow they find a way. But wait, there's less. Yeah. (laughs) And it's already started. In this episode, he's missing an eye. Um, It's also the same episode where we meet the tech ninjas. Oh, I love these guys. That are able to go invisible. Yeah. Um. This is the first episode where we see Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually get to see the Council of Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Episode 7. What was the name of Episode 7? That is... The Way of Invisibility. Oh, yeah. Look at that. They're trying to learn to become invi- or be invisible, and they have to fight invisible ninjas. And they're actually being trained, like, proper. 
like this is not wax on wax off. Not that that wasn't <laughs> proper in the movie, but I don't think you can stand on a on a uh, what are those things called? A bamboo rod? They do it all the time in kung fu movies. Re- do they do it in real life though? Or is that just yes. wire technique? I well, I would imagine I would imagine so. I watch a lot of kung fu movies, a lot of Jackie Chan okay. movies. All right. And that is very common. That's that's weird. It that's is. such a weird thing to It's like be a ninja, walk on top of bamboo. Well, when you see them running on all types of things, yeah. rooftops. I, I guess it's just a balance lesson. I yeah. think it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the tech ninjas, ninjas were cool. Um and I like how they pulled out the they pulled out the night vision. Yeah. And Mikey was like, "Oh, it's turtle vision." Yeah. It's night vision, but it's okay. <laughs> uh and no, that's not interesting. But Casey, Casey threw mud on one of them, and then Raph was like, "Now I can see." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's it's just a that's a, that was a cool episode. Yeah. Uh, the next one I really liked because it has Angel in it. Yeah. The next episode is called Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel. Yes, and Angel uh, to give some backstory, she is a child who knows Casey. Uh, the child is trying. She's trying to join the Purple Dragons. And she's currently in the middle of initiation. Mm-hmm. Casey, having had to deal with the purple dragons before with his father and just, I'm assuming that's, that's of course, that's who he fights in the streets, yeah. are the purple dragons. He's trying to convince Angel to not do this. Uh, he has also told her grandmother, was it grandmother or aunt? I think it was her grandmother. It was grandmother, I think. Yeah. He had promised her grandmother that he would look out for her. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a side of Casey we've never seen before. Yeah. Or at least not in cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, by the end of the episode, Angel learns her lesson. She's like, oh, these are bad guys? Oh, mm-hmm. who knew a gang was bad? Yeah. And she changes her mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel then becomes a character. Like, she comes back yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a character that they do really cool stuff with in the IDW series. Okay. Um uh, but I just really like the Angel character. Yeah. What about what about you, Jeff? I really, I you know, it's been a while since I've watched these, and so like being re- reintroduced, you know, she's like the, like the little sister he's probably never had. Yep. So I've always been fascinated, kind of with that, like you know, you know, brother or sister, but not related type, you know, um, sibling. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. stories, it is it is very much a kid sister. Like yeah. dynamic between yeah. the two, and we get the, a a beautiful fight sequence, and then and then one of my favorite things returns: mm-hmm. turtles in costumes. Turtles, I, that's one of my notes here, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turtles in people clothes. Yeah, and I was like, what's the, and what's the secret code to get in? <laughs> it's three. And I was like, wait, the guy's just looking like. Okay, three fingers. Oh, that yeah. works. That was the episode that had the abandoned warehouse at the corner of Eastman and Laird. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where they were having, like, the secret underground fight club thing. Yeah. Uh, that, again, another solid episode. All these yeah. build upon each other. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. That was, what, like, the third episode with Casey in it? Casey is, like, t- out of 12 episodes, there were may- maybe four mm-hmm. episodes with Casey in it. So they're using the character sparingly. Mm-hmm. And still telling a lot of story. Oh, yeah. Narrative, narrative, narrative. It's great. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Probably the 
oddest episode. Uh, really? Of this first 12. I, like, I, uh, this episode reminds me of the Nana, Nano episode. Mm-hmm. In that, for the most part, it's standalone. Yeah. Like, there's still a few nuggets here and there that kind of feed into the greater narrative, but for the most part, they're dealing with this garbage man guy. Yeah. And, yes, it is, it's, a, it's a bizarre episode, considering the season. So we find out that the turtles apparently mingle with people all the time. The homeless. Yes. They, they mingle with the homeless people. Because nobody's going to, you know... No one's going to believe a homeless person if they're like, this green guy was here. Yeah. And uh, you kind of see that, and like, those guys are back again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and apparently homeless people are disappearing, and yeah. the turtles find out that it's because of this garbage man, and he lives on a garbage island in the middle of the, the that bay. Makes, that makes sense. Uh, and he uses the homeless as basically free labor. Yeah. Slave labor. Which is terrible. Again, really weirdly dark story. Yeah. But before that, you get to see kind of a different side of them talking, like Don, like Don's relationship with the professor, which yes. is a really just a cool thing. And like he's like, "Oh, hey, we're, we're good friends." Like, "Hey, Mikey, here's a comic book." It's like, "Oh, sweet, here's this <laughs> and here's that." I'm like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. yeah so I the, again, little touches. Yes, know. like little bitty, like just he was a, he was a very Morpheus like character to me, mm-hmm. which. There's not that many in Turtles lore. No. So that's cool. Also, that was the episode where Mikey was trying to get a handle on using one-liners. And everyone was giving him so much crap for not being good at it. Mm -hmm. And then they were using one-liners and they worked. And he was like, how does he get away with saying that? Yeah. It it was the first episode where I was laughing aloud. Yeah. Because of the dialogue between the two. Mm -hmm. So it was really good banter, but it took a while to get there. Nine episodes is a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, episode 10. This is the, the continuation of the origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out the relationship between Orokosaki and Hamato Yoshi, mm-hmm. and we get the whole Hun gets his face cut, that kind of stuff. Like, we get that part of the story. Mm-hmm. And the Shredder finally meets the Turtles. First, he meets Leo and offers a you know olive branch, like, "Hey, help me come fight bad guys." Yeah, which I found extremely fascinating. Like, I mm-hmm. loved, I really loved this episode. Like, the, I love all of these, but that was like yeah. you getting to see a side, like the manipulative side of the Shredder, mm-hmm. just the deceit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Let me take advantage of the naivete, yeah, of this fifteen-year-old turtle being, yeah. Who clearly knows what to do in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. It is so well done. Yeah. Here, let me give you a gift. Mm-hmm. This amazing sword. Yeah. You know. Not knowing not knowing that their master had connections to the sword. Yeah. Or connections to the foot clan. Mm-hmm. So it kind of came back to bite him in the bite him in the butt, but you know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I do have a note on this episode. Um how old is Hun? Let's see, he's probably got to be like, like maybe mid twenties. Oh no, thirties maybe. He, uh, let's do some math here. Okay, the turtles. If we assume the turtles are fifteen years old, yeah, which is that's generous. They're probably a little older than that, maybe sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Hun was there when. 
Oh. Hamato Yoshi was killed. Which is at least 15 years ago. Possibly 16. And he was beefy then, too. And he was beefy then, so he was a full-grown adult. So let's assume he was at least 25, 30. Plus 15 years would put him... 40? Maybe. He also... 35, 40. Now, how old is Casey? Gotta be late. Maybe, Maybe... Late 20s? Yeah. Maybe early 30s. Early, early So let's say yeah. Casey's 30, 33. Yeah. His father's store was burned down when he was a child. Mm. So that's, let's say that happened when he was tw- 12. Yeah. That's almost 20 years later. Yeah. So Hun could be pushing like 55. And jacked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's not a complaint. It's just as good foot clan uh steroids there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not a complaint. I'm yeah. just curious. Yeah. It's like how old is this dude supposed to be? Yeah. He's kind of weathered. <laughs> He's done a lot of stuff. Um But but yeah, that was just a weird Yeah. My that's where my brain goes. Yeah, okay. Uh number 11. Episode 11 is the big epic finale of that arc. Yeah. It's, I'm surprised it wasn't the last episode of that. Of the season? Well, at least that, you know, yeah, for that little half. And then like, all right, we're going to come back with another half later. I was like, yeah. What? Yeah. Well, the, the the way they did the season was weird. Like, there was, we the reason we did these 12 episodes is because episode 13 starts a new arc. Yeah. It starts like a three or four episode arc. It's like, was that the notes from the underground? arc mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do half that oh yeah that's so that's when we stopped at 12 but yeah. 11 the 11th episode is kind of the big climax of the the, the half of the season mm-hmm. uh, where they fight the shredder and, the, and, and splinter leaves the lair I think for the first time in the season mm-hmm. uh, and they fight him on the roof just like they did in the movie and the the uh water tower falls and it yeah. falls on him and he's presumed dead and you see the shredder fist. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a lot of iconic stuff happens in that one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you see how powerful he is. Yes. Like, yeah. And just like, this is not an, you know, just some guy wearing, you know, dime store freaking costume. <laughs> like, yeah. He will ruin your day. He is formidable. And and I love that they almost give him a superhuman feel. It's you like, don't even see his eyes. Like, I love the red, mm-hmm. the red eyes. And I was yeah. Like, oh, it just, just gave me chills every time I see it. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten how menacing he was. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know this. Who voices the Shredder? Ooh, I don't. Because that voice is perfect. It is. He should have been the voice in the... The Batman. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like that—that that is that's the perfect Shredder voice. Yeah. Um, not that the other ones are bad. Yeah. He like he's the one that is legitimately frightening. Yeah. I mean, I like season one, uh, eighty-seven James Avery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the '90s movie. Yeah. I mean, you could tell. I mean, that was you know. Menacing too, but yeah, that one didn't have too much of a menacing with this one. I was like, and then he had the creepy robot voice, mm-hmm. which Mikey <laughs> talks about later. It's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I I like that. As I said, they they make him seem like a supervillain, like he has superpowers. Yeah, and he doesn't, but it makes sense later in the show. Yeah. Spoilers: When we find out he's not human, yeah, that he is superhuman. Yeah, you know. So, I I, I have a feeling like they already knew all this stuff up front. Mm-hmm. I I might be wrong. That might may, may have been a thing that they figured out later. They could have had a because every every series has what they call a bible, and it's yeah. like where everything is mapped out and planning where it's going to go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm sure at. at at some point, it was like, "All right, we're gonna we're we're greenlit for twenty six episodes. Let's map all of this out." Yeah, but yeah, that, like that battle is the most significant battle in the the the, the first twelve episodes. Uh, there's fire, there's rain, like it's just great. It's, yeah, it's great. It is a, it's on the edge of my seat. Like yeah. watching this on freaking TV, I'm like, "No, we get right back to that after that commercial break." I'm like, "Come on, I gotta know what's going on." <laughs> I didn't even go pee. In 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 my notes, in all caps, so many epic shots, just stills, just still, still, yeah. still, yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's so very good. much like a lot of the old like samurai films mm-hmm. that they would do. You know that that block paneling, which was just very very beautiful, uh, just really well done. Yeah. Um, so very nice little nuances, little touches. Yeah. Let's talk about episode twelve. It's a palate cleanser. Yeah. Of an of an episode, especially after the the previous one. It's mainly Mikey trying to be a superhero. Yeah. As Turtle Titan. It's adorable. I forgot how much I loved the episode. Yeah. I have a problem though. The grappling hook? No, that's actually genius. Yeah, because like they him, make fun of it. Yes, yeah. yeah, them making fun of the grappling hook is is great. I don't like the idea of the turtles living in a city that has a superhero, which you only see like a little bit of the time. It's like where is he? All of the other times, the shredders being a problem. Space, like it it breaks the canon in a way I cannot handle. Yeah, but little. Dime store, you know, or like not dime store, um, ninja villain guy is not really on because he doesn't come out very often. No, I think there's maybe th- maybe three episodes with the Silver Century. Yeah, he's a legit superhero. <laughs> he probably doesn't know about the Shredder because he's a ninja and he's secret. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm just saying that all of all of my problems. Mm-hmm. Could have been completely wiped away if it was just the whole episode was a Mikey dream sequence. Yeah. And I think it would have played well as one. I'm not one of those guys who's like, rewrite your story, but it bothered me. I really like Silver Sentry, though. Like, I have no problem with the character itself. Yeah. Because it sets up something later on, too. Because, like, at what point do we just give Silver Sentry a, uh, a, a shell cell? Yeah. And you're like, hey, bro, we're having some issues with the Shredder. Come help us with your impervious skin. But it never goes that direction, which I do like. I don't. You know? That breaks it. That breaks canon. Standalone. Episode's wonderful. Yeah. You know? They they, they give Michelangelo a reason to have to fight fight him because he has mind control bug on his... Yeah. Dr. Malignus. Perfectly serviceable, like... Is fun. It was a good episode. 
The Turtle Titan costume was great. It feels like it's a throwback to Jack Kirby. Could be. Yeah. Because like a lot of those villains look very Kirby-esque. Yeah. Um, but that that's it for that like that's it for the episodes. Mm-hmm. One through twelve. The first run. Thoughts. Overall, like re- revisiting this um, after not having not watched it for quite a while. Just very just good warm memories. Again, like the gold standard for reboots. There's very, very few series that I feel are given so much love and care. Mm-hmm. Like like this, like there's the, the, the 2000 He-Man reboot, the Voltron Defender, Legendary Defender series, which we got on Netflix for like eight seasons, which I still haven't finished. Um, maybe Thundercats, but not as, you know, those are all below Turtles. Um, yeah. My biggest complaint about probably the whole series, Uh-oh. Mikey... Uh-huh. Being, you know, overly, you know. Yeah. And you don't get to see his nunchucks hit anything, really. And then a lot of the, <laughs> and a lot of the fight scenes, too. Like, they cut yeah. to a flash. I'm like, don't do that. That's driving me insane. But they have to. It's still a kid you know, show. Yeah, it's still a kid like, show, Joe. Yeah, but they got away with all that on, you know, 2012. You see him beat the crap out of people all the time. Yeah, but in 2012, but, they, were, they were robots again. Yeah. But they're mutant people, too. But... <laughs> But <laughs> after a couple of seasons, they did kind of did away with that, mm-hmm. and you kind of stopped seeing the like, "Oh, here's your ticket, and I'm gonna punch it," and like, and you actually see them punch him in the face, yeah, or kick, or whatever. And I'm like, "Okay, thank God," because it's just it, the yeah. flashes and all that stuff drives me crazy. I just I and, want to and, see the action, the contact, and the, the like. My whole opinion on that is, is I expect the action to be watered down. And kid friendly, which it was not to a, yeah, well, to, a, to a point. Well, it, the thing is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if your narrative is strong enough, you you can have watered down combat. You can have kid friendly whatever. As long as your narrative works, the kid show the built in kid show aspect mm-hmm. is can be ignored. Yeah, and that's what the series was best at. Yeah, sure, it's still going to be gear- geared towards kids. The jokes are going to be geared towards kids, mm-hmm. but at its core is the narrative. Yeah. At the core is the story they're telling, the characters are trying to include, and the arc. And the arc is so solid. Yeah, that the periphery doesn't matter. Right. So. Before we wrap this up, do you have anything else to say? I really enjoyed the voice cast this time. Yes, around. talk about the voice cast. That way, I haven't touched like, on that. Everybody just nailed it, knocked it out of the park. Like very distinctly different. At first, Mikey's voice got on my nerves, but then I kind of got over that. <laughs> and then I love how Raf's is very much a New York accent. Yeah, yep. like it's it's very well done. Um. Leo is voiced. Um, see, I can't remember their names, um, but he's the, he's the same voice actor that voices um, Dean Venture on the Venture Brothers. Okay. Um, and then Donnie later went on to voice uh, Spider Man in the the two movie adaptation video games. 
Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I liked the, the voices were much more distinct. Okay, Jeff. Well, um, we're gonna we're I I promise you we won't wait that long till we cover the next set. Uh, next episode is episode fifteen. Which means that we talk about the fifteenth turtle, the fifteenth turtle. We're going to talk about Michelangelo. Oh yes! So Jeff is excited. I'm very excited. I mean, you're on a you're on a run here. I'm going to make you copious notes. Three three episodes in a, or three out of four episodes. You got Batman. Then we did the last episode, and then we have four kids today. And yeah. next episode's Mikey. Yeah. And then after that, we're doing Mirage again. Oh man, Ooh, you're you, this is good. On a good run, we're on a good exactly. run. They are, yeah. After uh, after we talk, Mikey next episode, which which will probably be short. Those tend to be short episodes. Yeah. Uh, after that, we're going to talk about the next chunk of Mirage Comics, mm-hmm. which I don't like as much as the first chunk, mm-hmm. but we got to talk about them because they're important. They're very important. Where can we find you, Jeff? As always, Sergio, right down from the Krogers <laughs> ah. at the Warp Zone Arcade in Crossgates, Brandon, um, Mississippi, Mississippi, bringing back that charm of you know going to the arcades on the weekends with uh, vintage cabinets, uh, splashed with a little bit of modern goodness. PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, all that good stuff. Um, and we also do restoration uh, on okay. classic video game systems, starting with like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, stuff like that. We clean them with stuff that's designed to repair them and make them work like brand new. Um, we do birthday parties, game tournaments like Smash Brothers, which has been proven quite popular. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll have one in about maybe three weeks. Cool. Cool. Um, I'll be there. Yeah. But yeah, guys, please come check us out. Well, go to the Warp Zone. Please do. But before you do that, because you're at home, probably near a computer, go to realitybreach.com. That's where you'll find Shellheads. That's where you find the Reality Breach podcast, uh, the Black Pocket podcast, the Unapologetic Experience. Coming up in later this month, actually, we have some panels at the Mississippi Comic Con. Uh, we're going to be talking about toxic fandom. Ooh. And we're going to be playing uh, a game that we invented called Know Your Role. Which, if you haven't seen it, we got a we got a couple episodes on YouTube. It's a really fun game where we do a, like some fun what if scenarios with pop culture. So it's not about food. It's no, it's not about so like egg rolls, yeast, no. or wheat, or uh, no <laughs> sourdough. <laughs> Sa- no, no. Ooh, I love a good You're sourdough. Hungry, aren't yeah, you? Not really, but I could eat. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, check out Reality Breached. We have a really cool episode coming up in about a week uh, where we talk about Umbrella Academy. So let me just just so we make sure that our directions are correct. Go to your computer. Go to realitybreached.com, Download some podcasts. Put them in your your phone your phone hole, and then drive over to the Warp Zone and pause the the podcast. So you can play some games with Jeff. Yeah. And then afterwards, you get back in your car, turn on the podcast, and then go back home. Perfect. That sounds like an evening. Yes, it does. It does. Or a weekend. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That'll do it for this episode. Tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads.
Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.